we trying to behave ourselves on the story? But y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? Good evening. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday, and I'm back with TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the entertainment industry. Uh, We're here to spill the tea and break down all the biggest headlines in social media and on the news and give you a little little, little bit of tea with that. Now, sit back and relax and get ready for this show. It's going to be a good one. Now, please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host who has a gentleman caller seemingly Every <laughs> night before a new episode of TGIF, <laughs> Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? Virgin Dineva. Ain't nothing what? virgin about you. <laughs> Ain't nothing on him virgin. Everything on that body been penetrated, I'm just saying. Please welcome brand strategist with his uh with his new hair, his new look, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going yeah. on, Claudia? What's up? You got What's some new, are those new are those new glasses? Oh no. Mm-hmm. Those are the same ones. Yeah, I'm waiting for the raise. <laughs> you know, my mom works at an eye care facility and she pres- you know, they work with prescription glasses so she can hook you up with some good ones. So, Oh, that's what's up. That's where you get your nice glasses from. I know. I kind of miss the glasses, but I, I don't miss like the glare and everything. Eyeglass people, eyeglass people. Claudia, mama, dad, they're stealing y'all inventory. <laughs> <laughs> for her daughter. Well, the boss was her boyfriend, so it's all good. She's paying for it in other ways. Okay. So before we get started, I got to tell y'all. So I was flying. To L- I'm in L.A. right now. So I was okay. flying to L.A. And I had my mask on. I had, I've been up since like three o'clock in the morning. My flight was at like five something, six. And um, I go to the bathroom and I have my mask on. And the, the flight attendant comes up to me and he's like, oh, my God. He was like trying to be professional at first. And then he goes, I, he goes, I watch TGIF. I love the show. He goes, you, oh, wow. Q, Al. He's like, my name is Conrad. And I told him I would shout him out because he just kept on talking. And he had a Caribbean accent, too. He works for, for Delta. And Conrad, I know you can't like say this publicly, but if you have to connect on the companion passes where you can put some of your benefits, <laughs> I'm just saying. You have no shame. I have no shame. But Conrad, thank you for watching and the, your enthusiasm. Thank you. What's up, Conrad? He watches all the videos and, and Q, he watches your videos too. And he okay. he's a huge fan of TGIF. And it was just cool to kind of just like, you never know where our fans are. Mm-hmm. And he said he was late to the game of knowing about our show and that when okay. he's not flying, he catches up and watches all the repeats on YouTube. Okay. Well, Conrad, nice. we love you. Thank you for the love. Uh, 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 and Conrad, you. Claudia Jordan 7 at AOL.com. If- <laughs> <laughs> cousin, cousin Conrad. Cousin Conrad. Cousin Conrad. Kissing so, cousins. What, what, what y'all sipping on tonight? Y'all know I had went to the grocery store, so I got a little bit of Publix iced tea tonight. <laughs> You need an endorsement with Publix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what you I'm, sipping I'm, on? I'm actually having um, an old fashioned, um, like a hot toddy old fashioned. Are so, you sick? Her? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. I just, you know, it's getting it's chilly in DC. That's so true. So it's getting a little bit cold, and so like I thought maybe this would help it absorb faster. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm in a hotel, and I, I don't think we have a bar. It's a nice hotel, but I don't know if we have a bar here, so I'm going to have to get to, get to that later. Oh, one more thing. Conrad, you hit me with this when I got the plane. Yes, Conrad. Ah. 
All right, y'all. It's uh, TJF. So you know what? This is what y'all came for. Let's get into some hot topics. Uh, Derek Chauvin, we've got an update uh, to be announced. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. Derek Chauvin is, uh, uh, you know, he got some extra time added to his sentence. So we're going to talk about that. All right. Now, uh, yesterday morning, Troy Lanes appeared in court in his felony assault case where prosecutors allege he used a semi-automatic firearm to shoot Megan the Stallion's feet last year. Well, according to Rolling Stone, Troy was intoxicated at the time of the alleged incident and screamed, dance, bitch, before allegedly shooting her. Now, LAPD Detective Ryan Stonger, uh, T- Stogner testified based on his interviews with Megan that Megan observed Mr. Peterson holding a firearm and then she observed him start to shoot. Megan immediately felt pain to her feet, observed blood, fell to the ground, and then crawled to an adjacent driveway of a residence. She described her injuries as bleeding profusely. Now, Stogner also said that Lanes allegedly offered Megan money not to say anything about the incident. What do you think about this? We keep getting new details now. I've heard some other stuff, too. What do y'all think about this? Um, I, the information is coming together, and it's giving us a more robust picture of what really happened. I'm going to tell you something. After reading the uh, the story and hearing the dance bitch part, that actually makes me feel a little better. And here is why. I think that Tory Lanez, like we've seen in Harlem Nights and so many other movies, I think his intentions were probably to shoot at the ground and scare the shit out of her. And that bullet either accidentally struck her foot or a fragment of the bullet went in her foot. I need to believe that because I refuse to believe that a celebrity, knowing everything in the world they have to lose, will get out of a car, take a gun, and just straight up shoot somebody on purpose. Celebrities have done stranger things, though. (laughs) O.J. Simpson. um, Yeah. Allegedly. Al, what do you think about this? I know we have some new developments we're going to get to next, but what do you think about this? Well, first of all, as we dig deeper into this, we're going to see that um, there's something in this story that's not adding up. Um, As it relates, before we dig deeper into this, I'll just be glad when it's over, because to be honest with you, I'm tired of Kelsey tweeting about it. I'm tired and sick and tired of the the blogs covering Tory Lane's fake philanthropy and humanitarian acts with giving away all these turkeys and and money and stuff. And to be honest with you, I'm tired of Megan in her subliminal texts or tweets, indirect tweets about it. I just want this to all go away and I'll share why as we start to dig deeper. Well, we have another update. According to TMZ, an independent witness at the scene of the incident told uh, police allegedly that they saw Megan and her former friend, Kelsey. Actually, they were fighting before Meg was shot in the foot. Now, the timeline of events, as well as Kelsey's involvement in the shooting, it's been kind of murky since, you know, all this started. Um, Megan stated that, you know, Toy shot her. But Toy's legal team believes the piece of evidence this piece of evidence can help his case. In a formal statement, Tory's attorney, Sean Holly, said there was gun residue actually found on Kelsey's hands and Megan corroborated the witness's account. Megan responded to Sean's accusations and tweeted, like I've been, sh- like, I've been shot. And the focus of some of these headlines are dismissing that I was attacked with a weapon while I was unarmed and trying to paint it as a cat fight between friends. Why do I have to relive this with everyone on the internet every day and watch y'all gaslight me? 
Do y'all think that it could have been possibly Kelsey behind the shooting? The only the um so the, the gunshot residue is definitely damning, right? It's like you got caught with your hands in the cookie jar. But my thing is, considering the fact that Tori was dating Megan and Kelsey was just Megan's friend, baby, you're collateral damage. I'm not getting in trouble and ruining my career. And you're the one who shot her. I think Tori would have been snitched on her and said, hey, it wasn't me. It was Kelsey. If she was the one who, that would have made this whole thing go away. So the fact that Tori, I, yeah. You think it's a reach? Well, I'm going to tell you what I think it is because nobody else wants to say it. I think this is a tryst between three possible very friendly um, individuals that were involved in something together. And the reason why I'm leaning towards that is there's this is what we found out from the court documents. We found out that um, that Kelsey and Megan definitely got into an argument and allegedly the argument was over Tory. The second thing we found out from the court documents is that Tor that uh, Kelsey has the gun residue on her hands, and Megan had to agree to both of those incidents that a that there was uh, an argument between her and Kelsey, and b they can't argue that there was gun residue on Kelsey's hands. Now this is the part that really tricks me up. Now allegedly they were outside the truck arguing and fighting. She got shot in the foot, then she got in the truck. Back in the truck, they pulled off and it wasn't until the cops pulled them over after the foot was shot and bleeding that they then said that she got shot by Tori. So my whole thing is, if you got shot by him, by the assailant, and you didn't like it and it was bad, why would you get back in the car and travel with him? Well, I I, I can put lips to that. Um, Number one, they're both new, fresh celebrities in Hollywood, in America and it's like oh shoot this is not good for neither one of us let's try to contain this and let's finish this fight somewhere else but we got to leave from right here because we don't just shot this gun off in these good white people community and the LAPD gonna be here any minute so it's they did show they showed up though they showed up they showed up anyway they pulled them over but yeah couple, but they ended up getting a couple miles down the road you know, it does but, seem like no one is just like just being straight up with it. Like it seems right. like everyone's kind of being vague. Like, well, I, I my back was turned. I think it was him. Like, <laughs> right. it's like we're saying it, but not really saying it. It seems like right. everyone's doing like everyone's doing that. But I'm gonna tell you something that um that gunshot residue might be the smoking gun that Tory needs because right. what I noticed that the article did not say was gunshot residue was found on Tory's hands. And if they tested Kelsey, it would seem that they would have tested Tory and everybody else in that car. So then the question we then have to ask is, if Kelsey indeed shot her, then what is making Tory protect her? Like, is he about to marry Kelsey or they said Kelsey that got a video? They said that Kelsey was crushing on Tory and that's what the argument was allegedly about so maybe Megan's back was to them and maybe there was a struggle with the gun and Kelsey was the one that shot and then maybe Megan was like didn't want to put a seller friend out I don't know it's getting getting interesting so what I also understand is that Tory uh, attorney is going to ask for the fingerprints to be dusted off of the gun again to see if we will see Kelsey's fingerprints on the gun. So, hey, everybody keep in touch because this is only getting better. 
this is going to be crazy if he gets off, like if it's found that he didn't do it because, you know, a lot of us made fun of his hairline because of this story. All right, moving on. Travis Scott has been removed from next year's uh, performance lineup for Coachella. Losing these bags, the rapper was dropped from the uh, bill following the tragedy at his Astroworld Festival in November. Uh, a change.com petition was created days after the tragedy and demanded Travis to be removed from Coachella. Now, the petition has gathered close to 60,000 signatures so far. Do you think Travis will be able to bounce back from this tragedy and all this uh, negative, negative press around him? He most definitely will. It'll take a little time. He'll just have to sit this season out. Um, you know, he ain't got gunshot residue on his hand. Um, but, you know, funny thing about it is I'm actually less concerned about Travis than this Coachella stuff and more concerned with how rolling loud people, y'all ain't shit, okay? Because the baby <laughs> was able to come down to Miami and cut up the way he did at that concert and started all that hoopla. And the minute it died down some, the very event, that he was at that caused all the promotion, commotion, y'all took him back. So it goes to show that, you know, the gesture of not having him tour on the concert was just as hollow as it wanted to be. You didn't give a shit about the community and you just wanted to, to, to rate the dollars in. Now, I know I don't took your story and made it about something else, but Travis Scott going to be okay. But doesn't this happen a lot, Al, with, with people like these companies, they have a responsibility to at the time, make a, a statement and we're right. doing something and you're off this. But enough time goes by. They always come back. Dog the Bounty Hunter captured on on audio and we're this and we're that. And everybody was done with him. Okay, Of course, he didn't kill someone, but people were done with him. And guess what? When a little bit of time went by, they don't slid him on back on television with his mullet. Right. What do you think? I think this is this is this is where the disconnect is here. Um what uh, the baby did that was smart was he eventually took accountability. Now, we know it was fake and we know that it was false, but he took accountability. He sat down with these groups that he had no intentions of ever participating in or changing his lifestyle. But he did what the public needed from him at the time in order to push past this. Now, the issue with Travis Scott is. Like the, the petition said, they call it gross, gross negligence and sheer lack of compassion for human life. So what they're saying is you never once took accountability and you're not, not exercising any type of regret for the lives that you have that were taken at your concert. So for me, I think Travis Scott just needs to go away for a year or so. Let this astral world tragedies, legal stuff work itself out. Because I feel like right now, Travis, you're being extremely disrespectful and insensitive to the victims and the families and the public by trying to hop back on stage at the next hottest uh, concert festival going on. It's just not right. So if you want to birth the other side of this, man, you need to take accountability and chill out. It doesn't look good. You jump it back on stage and you just killed had 10 people that died at your concert and hundreds injured. I agree. I would say before that, like, okay, you know, uh, but as far as his remorse, but yeah, um, we would believe it and we would feel for you a little bit more if you seem like you were traumatized as well from people right. dying at your show where you couldn't even bring yourself to perform until, you know what I mean? Like, at least let the funerals happen. Right. And then you said, <laughs> let me do it for free. Like, well, I was finna no, say, no, 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 nothing. Like, let me donate. 
let me donate my fee to right. the lives that yeah. were well, it, in it danger. Well, it show what his priorities are, which is my career, and I need Coachella behind my name for my career, my career. Right. So much so that I'll do it for free. And I know Coachella paid the girls. I know Coachella paid the girls. So for him, to, he, he, he's just making all the wrong moves. It's we just have a- gross. And you shouldn't have sat down with Charlemagne. You should have sat down with Gail. Okay. No, he shouldn't have sat down with anybody with his messaging. He needed to hire me to usher him through all of this because everything that he said just didn't it didn't it didn't roll out right. And this and this is what happens. We have an interesting comment from YouTube. Travis Scott is being thrown under the bus. Meanwhile, more than 70 people have died in the Amazon warehouse. While Jeff Bezos sent people into space the next morning and had a huge party like nothing. Double standard? No. Apples and oranges. Yeah, different circumstances. Sorry. Apple different circumstances, but but as far as like the 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 boldness of 70 people dying and you're like, man. Uh, uh do you know do you know how uh much planning goes into a space launch? Yeah. Right. I'm I'm sorry, people die all the time and the world has to go on. Uh, we lost 70 people over here, but we got a space launch over here. The show must go on. Okay. Right. Just had to ask a question. That was from YouTube. We got a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm joined by Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. And if you're enjoying the show or you just enjoy us like Conrad on that Delta flight. Conrad. What's up, Conrad? Give us some airplanes in the comments. Give us some airplanes in the comments. And if you work for Delta or American, email me. (laughs) All right, y'all. In a recent interview with ID Magazine, Kim Kardashian discussed being accused of cultural appropriation and blackfishing this year. Kim said, I would never intentionally try to appropriate the culture in that way. She went on to explain, honestly, a lot of the time it comes from my daughter asking us to do matching hair. And I've had these conversations with her that are like, hey, maybe that hairstyle would be better on you and not on me. The reality star added, but then there's also a history of braiding hair in Armenia. And people forget that I am Armenian as well. What are your thoughts on Kim K denying cultural appropriation? And do you think she is or do you think she isn't? You know, when I got this story earlier, I I went about this and I was like, how can I say what I want to say without upsetting a bunch of Black women? Here is what I don't think. I don't think that there's some magical table that the Kardashians sit at and they say, hmm, what are the Black girls doing today that I can copy and make mine? I don't think it's that intentional. I think that we need to be more upset at the mainstream media that blows up the things that she does and makes it theirs, meaning the braids and all this type of stuff. I mean, when we start getting into this cultural appropriation stuff to the Black women of America, then what are we asking for? Are we saying that we have the only license to braids, to body shapes, to certain styles of dress. And I get it that she gets to wear it and be glorified and y'all wear it every day and get vilified, but that's not her fault. So I just don't know what the ask is from the black female population when it comes to Kim Kardashian and the cultural appropriation thing. Interesting, okay. Al, what do you think on this? 
I, I, I can't agree with Funky on this. I, I think the Kardashians are very smart. I think they know exactly what they're doing. I think that they know Black women are beautiful and the essence and everything about them takes the room and steals the attention. And they want the attention and they want the room, so they copy it. Now, this is what I will say about her talking about most of the time is just her, just her uh, saying what her daughter wants to do. Now, Kim Kardashian is technically now the mother of four Black kids, two Black females and two Black males. So I'm going to give her a pass on that. But let's be very clear, Kim and the Kardashians, you guys have been appropriating Black women for their shape, their hairstyle, and after their men for more than two decades now. And, and that's just it. We can't pretend like they haven't. And this was long before she started raising four Black kids. Again, oh, Claudia, true. help me. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Help me with the ask. Like, what is it that troubles Black women about them? You know, it's it's it is a little bit of a jealousy thing, and here's why. Imagine if something that you do in your daily that's just part of who you are doesn't really get celebrated when you do it, but then another race does it, and it's like that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? I remember, mm-hmm. and this didn't start with Kim K because we can go all the way back to Bo Derrick. Bo Derrick. With those right. braids and people acting like right. that was like a new trend that she started. And then every black girl, like I remember growing up, my grandmother braided my hair when I was like nine, 10 years old with the beads and everything. But it wasn't celebrated until a white woman did it. Uh, as far as right. Kim Kardashian uh, appropriating our culture, she she uh, she does. Um, she does. She, she does. I, I, look, I'm going I'm to share something. Oh, real quick. <laughs> and I don't mean to I don't mean to, to bow wow y'all and be like, I was there, too. And, you know, but what I'm going to just say this. Years ago, I was in Las Vegas. I saw Ray J with this beautiful Persian girl that was extremely thin and no hips, no ass, just a pretty girl. And then I saw the same girl with Ray J in L.A. at a party on Sunset. It was Kim Kardashian. And she was cute. I noticed her being pretty, but it wasn't like va, va, boom. Years later, her and I became cool. We hung out a little bit and she had ass and a shape. And that shape of the black woman that she took on is what blew her up. Now, I don't know if she's purposely trying to appropriate, but she does know what's popping. And that's what made her pop. And being closer to the shape of a black woman is what made like it's a it's a it's a mind F, right? Like, wow, she has the face of like Jasmine from, you know, uh, Aladdin. But then she's got this voluptuous video vixen body. I understand why people would be fascinated with her. And she's a beautiful woman. Full lips. Don't forget the full lips. So again, (laughs) my question is, well, for again, what do we want? What do we want? And, and number two, if you go to any cornbread fed town in Georgia, you will find white girls in the trailer park with a shape. You know what I'm saying? So we can't sit here and act like we've got the only license to a shape. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but their booties are more wide than perky. <laughs> I think I think we so, should agree to disagree so, on this that, one. But, but my question is, I really want to know what is it that you want? Then are you are, are we as the national delegation of Black people? Are we saying out loud? 
for the next presidential campaign that the next candidate needs to run on a platform and say, can't nobody else go get plastic surgery and get a BBL? Is no, that- you're miss- I think you're missing a point, Q. Like, for no, instance, I let's just take the... Let's like okay, pay so- homage. Pay homage right, to where exactly. you got it. Y'all want her to say, y'all want her to walk on the red carpet and say, shout out to all the black girls, black girls rock? Well, maybe one interview where you just kind of acknowledge it and just not act like it's... Like, when you sample a song, right? You got to pay something, pay for it, right? You got to acknowledge it. It's kind of along the lines, like, you know... Mm. We- Sampled. The black woman's body's been sampled and used and remixed and then celebrated and get Grammys over here when they do it. But when we do it, it's just like, eh, get on so black here, booty. And they say here, stuff here, like that. Here, here is here, here is how I look at it, right? You know, people can say the same thing with Justin Timberlake. Now, in the black community, finding a black boy that can sing soulful R&B, we're a dime, we're a dime a dozen, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the white community, finding a white boy that can do country music, a dime a dozen. Justin and Robin Thicke came through with their R&B stuff and it was different because they were different. And I think with Kim, first of all, Black people as a whole, let's stop pretending like her brand is even for us because it ain't. For white people who live in their little white boxes, number one, being Armenian, she's palatable. Number two, they celebrate her because in their world, it is different. Like when they put that lady in that magazine and wrote that she was the trendsetter for them braids, the person that wrote that believed that. But you know what's funny? Kim Kardashian, if you go back to her history, when she was first on the scene, she was rocking with the white girls. She was hanging with Paris Hilton and them. And guess what? She didn't pop when she was just hanging with Paris Hilton. It wasn't until she started hanging with um, Diana Rouse's daughter, Chutney. Okay, and Sierra and Lala, it made her super relevant. Like those were the it girls, you know what I'm saying? So, and there's nothing wrong with that because she's right; they are the it girls. But it definitely made a it definitely made her pop. I guess I, I hate to say jealous. I think that's a, a primitive way of saying it, but it's kind of like we kind of feel leapfrogged. Like we get used to be popping, and I think that's what was swallow black culture. And I don't think Kim is, has a neg. I don't think she's negative. I don't think she's intentionally trying to be a bad person. But she I recognized know. that that's where it's at. I just want us to make sure that our anger is pointed in the di- in the right direction. And it's at the in- I think it should be more at the institution and the media than it is Kim Kardashian, because no tea, no shade. If I was her and if, if first of all, it's human nature. We are our brains operate on the reward system. Yeah. Things that make us feel good. We continue to do things that don't we don't we, we do away with. If I realize that all I had to do was this, 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 and I pop, that's human nature to keep doing it. I'm not mad at Kim K either. I'm not. You know why? Because unlike a lot of other people who appropriate our culture, she actually has put in some actual work that does benefit the black community. Like all this stuff she's been doing and putting herself in the front with prison reform and all this kind of stuff. She's done some great things. So I'm I'm actually not mad at Kim. Like yeah. if that's if that's what we're gonna get in exchange, yeah. I think more white celebrities that approach that do this should take note and give back and not just and take. Then, and, and I know women, and I don't want y'all to think that I'm not on y'all side, Black women, because I am. I'm just trying to have a robust conversation to get a, a greater understanding because here's something else that y'all do there. And I see it on social media that they say, well, if she's appropriate in culture, y'all appropriate in culture with them ugly ass blonde wigs, okay? <laughs> and then, you know, they, and then y'all always want to go find that one picture of the Aboriginal people <laughs> in Australia talking about... Black people have blonde hair too, girl. Black. You're right. You're no, right. You know and and that's something. And it's like, no, we don't. Black people do not have blonde hair. Okay. 
There's a small sub. First of all, we all come from Africa, number one. There's a small subset of black people in a small island somewhere that naturally grow blonde hair out their head. You ain't never seen them walking down your street in Alabama. You didn't go to church with them and ain't none of them in your family. So give them white women's back their hair. You're right. And that's not a conversation that a lot of people are ready to have. And it's so true. And sometimes when I see certain shades of blonde on certain people, I'm like, y'all got to stop with this. Like it, it ain't even the right. It's too brassy. You need to put some toner on that. So you're right. But anyways, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Great conversation. And listen, we are we're here to have robust conversations and not always agree. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more TGIF after this. Get them white women back in their hair. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to TGIF. I cannot believe how fast this year has gone by, but uh, thanks for rocking with us. And we got big things planned for the new year. So thanks for rocking with us. All right, y'all. As the year is coming to an end, another holiday season is upon us. For many of us, that means traveling and spending time with the family. But, uh, you know, this is also the season to be jolly. But sometimes it just doesn't feel that way. And that's okay. Now, ease some of the burdens this holiday uh, that the holidays can take with Talkspace Online Therapy. Um, I think I really love the way that people are now embracing therapy. I think it was once taboo, and now we're actually getting to a place where it's okay to talk about it. Now, Talkspace is ready to help you start feeling better with a single message. You can set goals with your Talkspace therapist and develop techniques to cope in difficult times. And Talkspace offers individual therapy, couples therapy, and medication prescription services. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform, and there are thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Now, Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. Now, if you need a little support to help you through the end of the year, or you want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Now match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code T. That's $100 off only when you use that code T at Talkspace.com. If you need the help, it's here for you. Go get it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more talking here on TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm your girl, Claudia, joining with Funky Dineva and Al Reynolds, and we are TGIF on Wednesdays and Fridays. All right, y'all, we got to cover this man, this thought, Tristan Thompson. Now, his alleged Snapchat name was revealed in court documents, and apparently that's what he used to arrange hookup sessions with his alleged new baby mama, Marilee Nichols. According to Page Six, citing the Daily Mail, the NBA star, well, let's just call him an NBA player, admitted in a declaration filed on December 8th that he used the username BlackJesus00 <laughs> to discreetly arrange hookups with Nichols while dating Chloe. Now, according to docs obtained by the outlet, Thompson said in the filing, we never had any telephone calls, emails, nor do we exchange text messages. We only communicated via the Snapchat app. My username on Snapchat has always been BlackJesus00. We use Snapchat to communicate to protect our privacy. You know what's funny? He uses Snapchat to protect his privacy, but doesn't use a condom to protect his penis and his and his his earnings. What do you think about this story and about the fact that he communicates with his new baby mama only through Snapchat? That's embarrassing. I don't care. Let Chris Jenner handle this. Al, I, I just really don't care. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tristan Thompson is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> he gives his penis to everyone. The sad part is, like you said, Claudia, he he is cool with paying someone, which could be in excess of $3 million for not using a condom and not calling her on the phone. Allegedly, they kept this relationship going according uh, to court documents for months via Snapchat. And why Why shouldn't she? And why shouldn't she? And why would she not have sex with him without a condom? She's, she got her payday and it's coming real soon. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like... <laughs> If you're going to be this careless, then you should have to pay the price. You know what I hate? I hate that Black men are miseducated on the vasectomy and that within our community, we carry this attitude that like having a vasectomy is taking your manhood away. It's like getting your balls chopped off. As we begin to become a more progressive people, more progressive society, just like uh, Deion Sanders brought Brittany Renner in to that football player to talk to them. I would like him to bring a doctor in to talk to those boys about getting reversible vasectomies that when they actually get married, then they can go have the re- procedure reversed and have all the kids they want. That would well, be- I, don't even, I don't even think they have to do that. I think I talked about this on the show a couple of times. I don't know if it's not resonating with anyone, but there is a pill that men could take that, you know, will stop them from impregnating women. It's just not uh, FDA approved right now, but it's used in other countries all the time. So if you have a good doctor and you're interested in that, you could easily uh, get that particular drug so that you can take it and, and not get these women pregnant. But and I don't think that that's their interest. And then you can just go shoot the club up all you want. You're already content with allegedly having herpes and everything else that penicillin can cure and can't. But yeah, if you're going to shoot up the club, I mean, go get the pill or go get the vasectomy. It, it really is just as simple. Here's the thing. Before this came out about the Snapchat thing, I thought, okay, maybe he was really spitting some game to her. Like, this is about to be something. The fact that you busted a nut up in a girl that you don't even talk to, you wouldn't even give your phone number to. And the fact that she was cool with this, that means she probably wasn't it for whatever, right? And him, his dumbass. You are going to have, you're going to bust raw dog a girl that you wouldn't even give your phone number to. You are an idiot. And I hope that he has to pay the max for this, this dumbass act. You are, you, know, you are dumber than I thought, which was already a low bar. I, I, I have a question <laughs> and maybe we should have a doctor on the um, show one day that can talk about this. Humans, sometimes we think that we are not a part of the animal kingdom as well, right? And that animals are animals and that we're not an animal. When in all actuality, we're just another form of, you know, four-legged animals. Is there something innate in us that just makes a man want to stick his penis in a raw vagina? Because so many men seem to have this problem. So is it primal is the question. And we can save it for another show, but... We got to dig deeper because so we with everything that can be lost, so many men still do it. Yeah, and not 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 worry about the consequences. Hold on, I'm really confused. (laughs) I'm confused. Is it our man enjoy? Do men enjoy? Is it our animal instinct? Is it our animal instinct 
to have raw sex. It's our animal instinct to have sex. Yes. I mean, it wasn't until what year was the condom invented? There was no condoms before there were condoms. Like well, they were using it was about reproduction. It was about having sex. It was about the, the, the comfort. It was about the realness, the rawness. So, you know, there's still people out here who loves raw sex. They love the natural feeling of sex and that's it. They don't like condoms. I just, and that's fine, right? Because that's what that's what it, animals, people, humans, we're all here to do is procreate, have sex. But right. can you just start wanting to have sex with people you actually like and you want to be around for a little bit? That's right. all. Because you're making these babies and abandoning them. You cause them people with all kinds of issues and we got to go mm-hmm. deal with them and we got to talk about them. All right, moving on. Chrissy Teigen is known for posting intimate moments of her life on social media. But recently she received backlash for posting a photo of her son and daughter taking a bath with the caption, not pictured, endless bickering. Well, some trolls thought it was a bit much. One person tweeted, Chrissy Teigen receives criticism for posting bathtub photos with her kids. Not appropriate in front of your son. Wonder, does this woman have a real brain? Uh, She was just taken over the coals per how nasty she was and then does this. Okay, uh, young kids, but please be private. They kind of went on and on and on about her. Um, What do you think about this? Was it inappropriate for her to to share that photo? Are people just overreacting because it's Chrissy Teigen? I thought long and hard about this. And, you know, I think American culture, we are one of the few cultures who are so quick to sexualize everything, right? Because if, if we look at and dive into why it is people say this is unacceptable, it comes from a place of sex, sexualness. Um, now, this I will say this is real modern. It wouldn't have flew in my household. And I probably stopped seeing my parents naked maybe when I was about three or four years old, maybe. My mom and damn sure would have never got her naked self in the tub with me. Um, but I also think that any parent has their child's best interest at heart. And I don't think that Christy was doing anything to intentionally harm her child. And that just may be the way their family is. Maybe they may be free. Maybe she's creating an environment where you don't have to be ashamed of your body and everything doesn't have to be sexualized. And maybe they're nudists for all we know. I do know that she's smart enough to know how the world was going to react to that. And maybe she should have kept it a private moment. But I don't, I don't know that I see anything 100% wrong with it. Al, do you see a problem with this or is it no big deal? I guess I'm on the opposite side of funky on every story today because I'm like, this is weird. That boy is five. The little girl is three. I mean, I understand that you can have moments, but mm -mm, he's too old. He's almost six. Why would she post this? What is the reason for her posting this? She's got a full face of makeup on. I think she thought it was going to be cute for the internet. And the internet was like, oh, not so much. And I think you might be right, Claudia. It could be because she posted it. Uh, they they are wealthy. They probably have five or six bathtubs in there. They probably got two or three nannies. One could take that five-year-old boy and he could get his own bath while the mother and the daughter is bathing together. I don't know. This is just weird for social media, in my opinion. I don't need to see a five-year-old little boy in the in the in the tub with his mother with a full face of makeup on and his sister. It just it just didn't 
it's something that if you're going to do it, do it privately. You don't need to do that on social media. We have a comment from uh, YouTube. It says uh, taking a bath as mommy isn't sexual to anyone but those who need to seek help. Um, I, I, I do think that it's not a big deal if you take if you take baths with your kids. Now, I do think when you get to, uh, the age, it may be debatable. We had a friend of the family that she was we felt like she had a crush on her son. They were taking baths. She had her kids in the shower when he was a teenager. We were like, OK, you trying to smash. But I think with Chrissy, she's also kind of scrambling to redefine herself and to kind of get forgiven or to get a better look. And I think maybe she thought, oh, this is a tender moment with my kid. And she in, in social media wasn't here for it. I think if Beyonce would have done it, everyone would have been here for it. They would have said it was so beautiful. And you see a million people imitating her when Chrissy Teigen does it. It's, it's perverted. It's gross. I don't think she's being perverted. I, I really don't. I think that okay, so they get mad at when, when it comes to these things. Can I ask a question then? Can we just discuss what would be an appropriate age that a young, young boy, what age, how long do you think a young boy should be in the bathtub with his mother and his sister? At what age do you think they should probably wean him away from doing these types of things? I don't have kids, so I can't say. I I would say four or five is probably getting like a little, you know, when they can go to school and talk about it to their friends. I think that's maybe where you might want to chill out. Um, I, I, I can remember bathing with my mom and I think the, the, the rationale at the time was because I was so little, it needed to be handled in such a way that it's easier and quicker managing the household to do it this way. I think when it no, I think when your child probably exceeds bath time age and you can actually make them stand up and do like this under their arm and, and make, teach them how to bathe themselves that you probably don't need to be in the tub with them. But again, who sets the rule book on parenting? Long as she's not trying to pedophile her child and, and just as long as, the, you, you know, those kids have not even come into sex yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And the only thing that makes this inappropriate is because everybody's instantly thinking something sexual. There's nothing sexual going on there. So maybe the know, posting. Just because you don't like it don't mean it's wrong. Put it that way. Just because we, you, whoever don't like it don't mean she can't do it with her kids. I think it's wrong when the kids are feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to see all that, mom. Get your titties out of my face. All right. We're going to take a. Oh, wait. One last comment. Gail says, would it have been wrong if it was John in the tub with the kids? Mm, that's an interesting take. Well, well, you know, the Internet would have broke down. And mm-hmm. yes, to, to, yes. They would have made it yes, gay. It they would have made him yeah. a molester. They would have yes. said all kinds listen, of stuff. Yes, it would have been wrong. And that's just one of the negatives of patriarchy. You know, in this life, there's just certain things women can do that guys can't and vice versa. Yes, it would have been wrong for the, the daddy to be in that damn tub with the damn kids. All right, y'all. Good conversation. We'll be back with more TGIF after this break. Welcome back to TGIF. Al. <laughs> Y'all know you don't see know. that big old clock with the countdown. <laughs> I do, but I'm saying, what are we talking about next? Y'all got me messed up you today. Never I know. Just feel like <laughs> Y'all got me completely confused. <laughs> During the break, I was just saying how I'm surprised I didn't get supervised fast because one time I played a trick on my dad and I was under the water with my eyes open like I had drowned. And he didn't try to save me. He just went in the couch and laid down like, oh, my kid's dead. And I'm surprised I didn't get supervised Bastard. Your daddy was like, I didn't want the damn child no way. <laughs> he was like, all right, one less mouth to feed. <laughs> right. oh, thanks, thanks, Dad. All right. Um, okay. Uh, months after Derek Chauvin uh, was convicted of murder, he's pled guilty 
in federal court. Uh, this happened on Wednesday to civil rights charges related to the death of George Floyd. Chauvin also pleaded guilty in a separate federal case in which he was accused of depriving the rights of a 14-year-old in Minneapolis in 2017 for allegedly kneeling on the neck and back of a handcuffed, non-resisting teen. So this is just what he does. This is what he does. So, it, I mean, he already had a sentence, but now he's got, he's, you know, got those federal charges. Al, what do you think about this? Hey, I think that they're making an example out of him. And I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. He got 25 years for what he did to George, 25 years on the federal case for what he did to George and that guy. And he got 22 and a half years for what he did to George in the state. Um, They're going to run it concurrently. So at minimum, we know that he's going to serve at least 25 years. Very excited about this. He's going to have a hard time in there. I hope he stretches. You know, a shout out to our uh, one of our shows on our network, The Black Report. I love the um, coverage that they were doing about this story when they had the attorney, who's also my friend, Sue Ann Robinson, on there. I would have loved to have seen this story on the Black Report and then have the lawyers break it, break it all down like they were doing or whatever. Um, but I have an issue with the run concurrently. Um, because if I felt like he was 70 and was going to be dead by the time I'm 25 years was over, like George Floyd, then I'd be like, let it ride. Um, that man could go do them 25 and still come out and live another 25 years of life. Um, and George Floyd can't. Now, I'm, I'm glad that we got justice. We know that we normally, I think uh, Ben Crump was quoted saying the um, blue wall has fallen, finally. And I'm glad that that has happened. But I just still feel like he should have got more time. Well, you know, we live in a day and age where they don't get anything. Usually up until the last few, five, few years, we weren't getting anything. And Amber Geiger down in Texas. She rolled up in someone uh, in Botham John's apartment, shot him dead in the chest and got 10 years. And she's trying to get out. So we would love for her to have gotten 25, 25 years. I know it's like we it's almost like we got to be happy for some of the crumbs. I don't think that's a yeah. crumb, but I feel what you're saying. He should have gotten yeah. life. But, you know, it, yeah. we are making progress. Unfortunately, it just sucks because the system keeps us in a situation where we have to just be happy for whatever we can get. And, and, and I just can't wait till the day comes. And it may not be in our lifetime where we no longer just have to take whatever we can get. To be Black in America, we're constantly yeah. waiting for our turn. Uh, we have a comment that said he would get uh, more hatred in, in prison if he didn't plead guilty, so it's inevitable. So at least he did that, I guess. All right, a woman uh, in Mississippi revealed that she cried for a week after mistakenly live-streaming herself having sex with her husband on Facebook. The woman made the honest confession in a video shared to TikTok and confessed that dozens of her Facebook friends tuned in and saw the X-rated footage <laughs> including her father. Her daddy saw her having sex. She captioned her video, randomly remembering that one time last year when I accidentally went live on Facebook while I was in Pound Town and 46 people saw it, including my own father. I cried for a week straight. What are your thoughts on this? And and did your parents ever walk in or catch either one of y'all doing the nasty? Now, see, all that Christy Teigen energy, this is where y'all need to place it because that's nasty. Uh, me, my parents, and the word sex just do not go in the same box. I don't know how people live at home with their parents right now and even have sex in the neighborhood, yet alone the house. Um, I would be mortified and could probably never look my daddy in the face again if he caught me uh, having sex down to the social media. <laughs> Mm-mm. 
Al, you ever been caught? You've been caught, Al, haven't you? Uh, I mm, probably so, but I didn't think there was anything wrong with this. I mean, they are a nice looking couple. They look very attractive to me. They got caught slipping, doing what couples are supposed to be doing, having sex and enjoying their marriage. Right. So I got to say, I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought it was cool. But, you know, the question that I want to know, not if I got caught, but Claudia and Funky, do you all moan or make noise when you're having sex? I'm very verbal. So, yes, there's a lot of talking going on. There's a lot of noise going on. There's a lot of singing Luther Vandross going on. (laughs) Claudia? Keep it right there. Keep it right there. I can't. Uh, I'm a grunt. I'm a little grown, a little uh, moan and grunt. But when I'm drunk, that's when I talk filthy. (laughs) Yes. Filthy like what? I will never tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I don't like no quiet sex. Like, like where is KJ when we need him? Quiet sex feels like rape. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like you just laying there. Like, you ain't liking this. Am I hurting you? Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, like give okay. me something. Yeah, some some. I need feedback. I need words yes, of affirmation. I need audience participation. Call and response. Um. I don't have a segue for this, so let's just get into real quick before we go. We have like two minutes on this. Caitlyn Jenner said she received horrible service when she recently visited the Beverly Hills Hotel. Jenner claimed on her IG story that she was denied lunch at the hotel's restaurant because she was wearing jeans and had a tiny rip. Jenner posted, if your horrible service, oh, I'm sorry, F your horrible service for not letting me have lunch with this tiny rip in my jeans. Shame on you. Disgusting. I have been a patron for decades, no longer. Jenna also tagged the uh, official Instagram accounts of the Beverly Hills Hotel and the Dorchester Collection, the company that manages the famous hotel. Do you think that Caitlyn Jenner overreacted that her privilege, her white privilege woman card was turned down over an ashy leg being shown through those jeans and that little rip? What do you think? You know, what? I have been in so many situations. Uh, especially Everybody knows I love going to Houston's. And I'll be with friends sometimes. And sometimes we will get denied entry because whoever's working this day will be like, you know what, you 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 got on flip-flops with no flip-flops and you'll be like, well, it's a Gucci flip-flop. Yeah, but, you know, or, you know, a man will have on a, a tank and it could be nice or whatever. And it's like, they won't let him in, but let the woman in and she's got on a t-shirt. I will say this. Um, at the end of the day, welcome to the real world, Caitlyn Jenner. However, that manager was being really petty. Like, especially when you have the discretion to let things like that slide. I love, I, I, I went somewhere one time and the manager whispered in my ear, um, just so you know, for your next visit, the type of pants that you have on are not allowed in this restaurant. And I actually appreciated that better than denying me over something that was that petty. All right, Al, we got about 45 seconds. Do you, you have a, you have a say on this? Uh, you know, I disagree. I, I've been going to that polo club and that hotel for a long time. I play tennis there. Everyone that goes to that lounge knows what the rules are and what you can and cannot do. I think he thought that they were probably fashionable and they weren't going to say anything, and they did. He's not above the rules. I love you just that. have to ask yourself, was it worth, as that manager, was it worth the negative press? You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, and it's not going to stop their business from revolving, but... Was it worth it? But in L.A., in liberal L.A., with Caitlyn Jenner and his her uh, very conservative views, very much against the greater good of the LBGTQ community, only when convenient. 
I don't think it's a negative. I actually okay. think they make it. So I'm going to go there tomorrow and get me a drink at the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> That's All right, y'all. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you for watching us in the chat. We so appreciate y'all and all y'all that watch us on the rerun. And once again, uh, to our homie on that Delta flight. Conrad. Conrad. Holla. Stick we we all want to compare your past, Conrad. Now, <laughs> Stick around for the Black Report and Conrad Holla. <laughs>